Hey, 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 y'all, and welcome back to Making Leader Moves, and we are so excited to have you. I'm very excited to have you with me today, and I know our guest speaker, Alyssa, as well, is super pumped. Um, I am your host here at Making Leader Moves, and just to let you know, my name is Giovanna Rosales. On today's show, we are going to talk about how to cultivar your comunidad and the power of community. Um, because one, clearly it's my favorite topic, but also um, Alyssa cultivated her own community and found her own community um, as an author. So we're just really excited to get the details on that as well as what she does. Um, And so without further ado, we are accompanied today by one of my favorite authors here at Making Me That Moves, Alyssa Reynoso Morris. Alyssa is a Black, Dominican, and Puerto Rican queer picture book author with three upcoming books. Ah! Her debut book is called Platanos Are Love, and it literally just came out yesterday. So we are so excited. Um, and it's going to be on her website, and we'll talk all about more on how you can get the book. But we're so excited to celebrate her launch with her um and give her her flowers which she rightfully deserves um it is a delicious ah tongue tied there so the book platanos are amor is a delicious picture book about the way plantains shape latinx culture community and family told through a young girl's experience in the kitchen with her abuela and just to give you a little bit of more sense on how the tone and the warmthness of this book goes, I'm just going to read a little expert really quick. Um, Abuela says, platanos are love. And I thought they were food, but Abuela says they feed us in more ways than one. Oh, my God. Like, already a banger, already excited um, to get mine delivered. So here we are. Um, and I can't wait to talk more about it. Her second book, which is called The Bronx is My Home, comes out in on October 24th, 2023, um, a picture book celebration of hometown pride, including the history, landscape, cuisines, cultures, and activities unique to the vibrant Bronx community. Hola, mi amiga, and welcome to Making Leader Moves. I am so excited to have you on the show. I know we spoke about the book that just launched yesterday, and I know that we are excited to see your book launch um, coming out in October. But please let us know your journey. We're so excited to hear about it. How did you end up here? Did you even ever fathom or dream of becoming an author um, with kids' books? And yeah, just how... How are you here today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm like so excited. <laughs> I love your podcast. You have such a Aww. like gift for inviting really interesting, authentic speakers. So every every podcast, I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. I'll do yourself next, you know. Oh, we love it. It's it's the comunidad. It's like all my peeps. It's it's the and obviously we're gonna talk about it more, but it's like the comunidad that you cultivate, the comunidad that you create. And so I am glad to have you now be part of my community and I and yours. And yes, just like creating more (laughs) phenomenal shit. Um, you just created some phenomenal stuff. So yes, thank you. Yeah, and it's it's it was funny as you were reading the description of Platanos, like. Literally, the community is in the description, right? I mean, hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, is this where I thought I would be? Yes and no. Um, I actually, I'm going to share something fun. Mm -hmm. This is the first book I ever wrote when I was seven years old. It's called A Good Good Writer. Got it. And Come in on. it, I dedicated it to my mom, of course. And in it, I wrote, someday I will be a writer. I love to make books. And I talk about why I love books, because I can go anywhere. I can be anything. Writing is magic. Literally, writing is like magic, I wrote in here. I was mm-hmm. seven. And then I wrote, when I grow up, I will be a famous author. I will make lots I will make a lot of books so everyone could read them. I will give some of my books to children that don't have books. Literally, like cannot make this up. Like, that's what I wrote at seven. So yeah. Let the I'm tears just start flowing now. Y'all, if you hear 
sniffles in the background. It's me. It's me crying joy. It's me crying tears of fulfillment. I mean, talk about prophecy being fulfilled at seven. Like, seven. Mujer, you knew who you were at seven. And then I got lost. (laughs) Right, as we all do. Yes. The pressure, like, as a first-gen Latina, the pressure of, like, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer, like, mm. you know, like, I had to be more realistic. And also, like, I didn't have any authors in my life. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Yes. I don't know how to do that. I yes. only thought only, like, old dead white men were authors, you know, <laughs> with the exception of, like, Julia Alvarez and Sandra Cisneros and, you know, Jacqueline Woodson. But sometimes we don't relate to those stories because we cannot all Latinas can't be put into a specific box. And like, yes, I was able to resonate with a lot of what they were saying, especially um, coming from Chicago, like the streets that were on there. I was like, oh, yeah, yes, I'm playing um, soccer right now on that street. But it is like you say, even though we did have a handful, right? If that, if that, um, that. some of that stuff wasn't resonating with us. Yeah. Exactly. And so it was like one of those things I wanted since I was seven. I was always journaling. I was always writing. But I traded that in for more realistic, you know, career choice. Absolutely. Um, And then it wasn't actually until I got pregnant with my daughter. I was putting together her library. I was super excited to put together her library. And then the excitement turned into rage (laughs) yeah just to see that like okay it's been over 30 years Mm. and where are our books like Mm. why we where are books about our experiences our culture like it hasn't gotten that much better since when I was a little girl yes there's more representation now but it's still not enough exactly and so I was super preggers and really hormonal and I told my mom I call my mom. My mom's a teacher. And I was like, no cambiado, mommy. And she's like, oh, you tú estás sorprendida. I'm like, pero like, it's been my whole life. It's been 30, yeah. 30 years. I thought by now. She's like, and I was like, so angry. She's like, ¿y qué va a hacer? Like, why are you, ¿por qué me estás jodiendo? Like, why are you calling me? I got kids to teach. What are you going to do? Why are you calling me? Right. And I was like, get to the point. (laughs) I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna write my own book. And she's like, por fin about time. Right. Because she had finally she had realized like, okay, I wasn't happy doing the thing that I was supposed to do, going down Mm -hmm. the path I was supposed to go down. Right. That wasn't serving me, that wasn't bringing me joy. Right. And so yeah, I found my way back to seven-year-old Alyssa. Now I can say I have three books coming out. Oh my god. One book that already came out and two books yes. that are coming out. So yeah, it's it's exciting. <laughs> I I love it. I it's such a it's such a it's such a it's such a great full circle moment for you because not only did you realize that what you were doing in K Corporate America wasn't serving you, it was beyond hindering you, um, putting you in like mental spaces that you were just like yo que pasa um but your mom acknowledging that and giving you in her own way in her own form of love telling you i understand go for what you want to go for right she like uh, like some moms are super loving and other ones are like Yes, go, go. Like you need to do what you need to do. And so that's such a beautiful moment, not only for yourself, but also her and realizing like what I thought was the best for my child was not necessarily the best for my child. Right. And so here we are, you creating books for your community, y tu cultura, and having your mom's blessing, which I know sometimes we don't get, and that's okay. But when you do get it, um, you appreciate la bendición that much more. Um, and you hold it dear to your heart. So I'm so I'm so excited, and I'm so happy for you. Thank and you. Um, <laughs> yeah, like 
it's true it's true and you, first of all shout out to you for making a, your baby a library like that i was like oh okay let's let's take notes on thea mode like if, we, <laughs> if there's any new ones coming I like you a list i can send you like yes. so many book recommendations to make it easy for you yeah but yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have mm -hmm. even thought and i'm a reader like i'm a reader and i would have never thought that so the fact that that was your aha moment too was like you know what but also like I need to make sure that she is represented and that these books are are getting out here and are ready yeah. for her when she gets here. And I used to read to her even when she was in my womb. Oh. So, you know, that I would read all these books to her that I loved by like Tammy Charles and mm -hmm. Julia Alvarez. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was really amazing to see these books. But then I was just like, but I want more. There's, there's more. There's more. There's more. There's always more to give. Um, yeah. And so having said that, when did you realize, Alyssa, it is your time to share your stories, which in essence is a gift to the world? Well, I love was that. it that yeah. specific moment? Um, or was there else something kind of creeping up before that? And that was like the aha moment. That's such a good question. Honestly, I think, unfortunately, as a Black Latina, as a woman of color, like, I think we have so much internalized negativity that we have to push okay. back, that we have to hear things more than once to yeah. finally, like, take that leap of faith. Not all, but, like, that was at least my experience. Like, a hundred percent. I can't tell you how many times people told me, like, oh, this is a book. Oh, you should be a writer. Oh, you're such a good writer, right? And the, those are the signs, right? So it's crazy when, like, when you pray or when you ask for signs and they're thrown at your face, literally, and tú todavía ciega, right? Like, you're still blind, like, Totalmente. Yes, God. <laughs> Totalmente. I was like, oh, you know, me, Joe, okay. Um, you're just trying to be nice. You're just flattering me, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, then I think I'm a I'm a double fire sign. I'm an Aries Leo. Ooh. So um, I think the rage was what was that final push, right? Like I had that affirmation several times from different people in different spaces telling mm -hmm. me that I should but then finally like seeing like but like there are literally no books about the types of topics that I want to read about with my daughter yes. so you know like the Bronx is my home I wrote that as a love letter to the Bronx because mm -hmm. everything that you read about the Bronx is a negative depiction of the Bronx for the most part mm -hmm. and I was just like I want to change that narrative I grew up in the Bronx I love the Bronx I have love for my borough yeah. like so that's why I wrote it. I was like, it's missing. It's missing in the narrative. It doesn't exist. And I'm going to change that. Same thing with it. Blessing of Her Love. When I wrote Blessing of Her Love in 2019, okay, which publishing is really slow. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> coming yes. out, you know, it came out in 2023, but yes. I started writing it actually in 2018, you know, mm -hmm. in like honesty. Um, there were zero books about Platanos. No yeah. book. But there's like 101 books about chicken noodle soup and potatoes. You know, I love chicken noodle soup. I love cookies. Potatoes. Yeah. Right. But it's just like, this is a food that so many people in the Caribbean, in Central America, in Latin America, in Africa, you know, like eat. And how are there like zero books about it? You know, so fortunately, I was like, I'm changing this. And I actually, I'm going to put a, a quick plug for yeah. two of my other author friends that also wrote books about Platanos that we were like, but they're all different. So like, I, I think of them as like Pokemon cards, like collect I them all. That. You gotta so collect Luz, them all, yes. Um, Luz wrote The Secret of the Platano and it's it's uh, it's so lyrical and beautiful and um, very different, but lots of fun. Um, and then Lise's book, Platanos go with everything. Um, is it's such a sweet book. It's fun. It's also very like poetic in style. And then you know what sets mine apart from these two is that mine talks more about like our ancestors and the resilience oh. of our ancestors and everything that they needed to overcome. 
before we were able to share food together at a table, right? So yeah, they're they're like Pokemon cards. You gotta collect them all. <laughs> but girl, what you're liter what you literally just showed is what a lot of I feel like especially Latina women like we have to overcome is that there is space for everyone at the table. Yes. I'm always and there could probably be at least at least like 15 other books about platanos at least and it's all going to be different because everyone's writing it from a different perspective yep and everyone has a different meaning for different objects yep and so when you see that like tit for tat or that like oh we can't share resources we can't share tools it's like nana no yes no we operate can. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I just want to give a shout out to you right now for putting other other Latina women, literally other authors out there writing about, quote unquote, the same subject. But all they also have the same space and everyone here was published and everyone is getting their their like audience. Right. Yeah, and everyone is growing enough. their awareness. And so. It's like, you know, my grandma and my mom always say, they, well, my grandma always used to say this. My mom still says this, like, donde comen uno, comen dos. And it's true. And so shout out to you for making it, like, for literally doing that live and being like, <laughs> I'm just shout out my peeps. Like, that's how we build community, right? Like, you're I the expert it. and I see you do it all the time. And I'm just like, yeah, this is how we do it. We got to lift each other up because they're not going to, if we're that's not doing it for each other, then. <laughs> I hear you. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. And so my question to you is, um, what made you realize I have to make these? Because like seven-year-old Alyssa said, I'm going to be an author. Mm -hmm. And then Rabia came as you were building the library for your child. See. Was that the moment or was it maybe some, some place before that time that you realize um, I have to make these stories child friendly. Like why the emphasis on children's books? Yeah, good question. I, mm -hmm. I want to write across all genres. I okay. do want to write like currently I write picture books, but I want to okay. write middle grade. I want to mm -hmm. write YA. I see like a YA romance in my future, you know, like <laughs> not there yet, yes. but it, it's, it's brewing in my brain. So. Listen, I'm in my best senora era. So you let me know when that book comes out and I'll have it my little tecito and I'll be here for it, for the eroticness of it all. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I really <laughs> love romance. I don't know if I can write it yet, but one pro tip that I will share is for anyone who wants to write a book. Mm hmm. One, you can do it. Two, you have to read a lot in your genre. So right now I am living my best life and I am reading all the YA romance. And I'm just like, ooh, ooh yes. you know? <laughs> I'm loving it. Take so me I back to that, that simple story. crush life. I miss it. <laughs> I know that's what it is. It's like the, the innocent, sweet love. Yeah, I mean, like literally this whole part of my shelf is all like YA romance. Like, <laughs> I love it. Um. And I do want to, I've been working on an adult memoir for like the better part of 10 years. Okay. Which God knows when I'll finish that one. Cause it's just like every chapter is very emotionally taxing. Um, it's evolution. It's going to be yeah. an evolution book. Exactly. But I think the reason why I decided to focus on children's books specifically is because, yeah, part of it is because I'm a mom, mm -hmm. but the main part is because I've, life is hard. Yes. Adulting is hard. Being I hate mom. it here sometimes. <laughs> like I was in such a rush to grow up, you know, and then now I'm here and I'm just like, I you had a good mija, tu no sabia. And so it's my opportunity to be like transported back mm. to like that, that joy, that seven-year-old Alyssa, right? That that wonder, that imagination, that uh, eternal optimism, that like recklessness too just like being like yeah like I feel like I was so bold you know before yes. it was like beaten out of me by the nuns you know I know yes you, like we, we, we talked about going to catholic school in a previous yes episode. girl we did so you know I was like Bien agenda, tu sabe. and so it just it's going it it, it enables me to go back to that 
that version of Alyssa, right? It sounds like you are literally living your best inner child moment. And a lot of us are scared to go back there, heal her, find her, talk to her, tell her it's okay. Tell her it's okay to be brave. Tell her it's okay to start in la gozadera. Tell her that it's okay. Because we do. We get so bombarded in this chaos of what becomes adult adulting or adult life. And you... Yeah, I mean, right? Like, let's say it's no, that's know, it. The child, it. right? It's like yeah. oh, my mama, but also like, no, I'm healing my inner child, and I'm doing it on my own terms with my own sazon, with my own love, and my own cackles. Like, damn, girl. now I'm like, okay, that's how it. am I gonna fix my inner child? I love this. If you want to write a children's book, I got great. you. <laughs> If you ever want to write a children's book, I got you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I love and I love that you had like mentioned it before too, because like you had mentioned how Platanos not only is like a Caribbean thing, but like a Central American thing. And girl, like I'm half Central American. Shout out to Salvi's. Yes. Ah, uh, this is from Perky Cipota. Yes, it's my um supporting trans Salvi's live shirt. But we eat a lot of platano and then like even different forms of platano. So it's just like even right, right, even though I might not be Caribbean, like I can still resonate because Lord knows I eat that stuff more than I should. <laughs> oh good. It's so yeah. good. And you know what? Maybe not even more than I should. I deserve it. So there we go. You do. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. That's a form of self-love. Yes, literally. Absolutely. Well, and the fun fun part was even though I didn't make it into this version of the book because mm -hmm children's books are shorter I had mm -hmm. so much fun researching like how different oh, cultures eat platanos yes you know and it's just like the different words for everything it just shows mm -hmm. how rich our culture is like you know Dominicans and Puerto Ricans call them tostones in mm -hmm. Colombia they call them patacones and mm -hmm. I'm just like I love saying that word I love saying patacones <laughs> like it's just so much fun it just mm, the way it comes out you know Rolls off the tongue. it does and like Dominicans we call it mangu which is like when you mash it, you boil it, you yes. mash it. In Brazil, I love me some good mango. I love mango. So good. In Brazil, they call it fufu. And I think in Cuba too. Love it. And it's originally from Nigeria. So like our African ancestors brought plantains over. And this is like, that's one of the like topics that I touch on in a like child-friendly way that it's like- right these are our ancestors let's pay homage to them and their resilience and they are the reason why we are where we are right now and i think that's such like that goes to show how much of a brilliant writer you are not only are we talking about these like this amazing fruit or food and like what it can do and how it brings us together but also doing the research and doing the work for a children's book and being like Let's all take a pause because in here, we're going to speak about the real shit that happened, which is them, like you said, bringing it over here um, yeah. and surviving and literally bringing their cultura with them um, at a time when they had nothing. So mm -hmm. paying homage and then showing children at such a young age how important yeah. it is and you still are not alone. Like you yeah. are who you are in certain ways because of your ancestors um, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and everything that they did. So being able to teach that to children at such a young age, which we didn't get the opportunity to have because that we didn't have those books. Um, I, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's I exciting. It I mean, exciting. I, my like, I'll share one more thing. My grandmother, had a second grade education mm -hmm. because she grew up in the Dominican Republic and they didn't invest in girls. They still mm -hmm. don't really, but especially yeah. back then in her generation. And, but she's always pushed education. She was always like, education is super important. Education is super important. Fast forward to my mom. My mom came here at 19. She didn't know English. She taught herself. She enrolled in school she got she went to school she became a teacher mm -hmm. 
and specifically like an ESL teacher. And she mm-hmm. also instilled the importance of writing and the importance of education. And even though she wanted me, like she was pushing me toward law school, you know, she was still like, yeah. education is, is super important. And it was one time when I was like talking about this with, with my editor, shout out to mm-hmm. my editor, um, Alex, love you. Um, it's crazy how like, how much has changed in just three generations from my grandmother's generation where she didn't go to school. She had to teach herself how to read and write by memorizing scripture in the mm-hmm. church to my mom becoming an educator. And now I'm a published author. Like, right? Like we can do it. Like we are resilient. We are adaptable. We are amazing. The fact that we're here still, despite everything that we've had to overcome, mm. like and still are overcoming. Yeah. Like it doesn't end. It doesn't end. <laughs> Let's talk about that. It doesn't end. It doesn't. I'm going to drop a couple of statistics real quick. Yes. Only one percent of submitted manuscripts are actually published. Of that one percent, only twenty percent are stories from people of color so latinos like black african-american all um, combined 20% all combined yeah native american lgbtqa dollar combined which like come on like we're all smart here we know statistically that's not representative of our population yeah so i am one percent i am 20 percent of one percent and I wonder how much of that 20%, like if they were to break it down, right? Like indigenous publishers. 6% Latin. are Latin. How much? 6%. Yeah, stop. Are Latin. And I identify <sighs> as a black Latina. Yeah. So like even that representation is even smaller. It's so small that they don't even track it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we're gonna start tracking your metas because this, like, and then we'll publish. We'll just publish it. We'll just like throw it out there because no, like that's not cool. How come? How come no one's doing the statistics for this? Like that's un. It's unfair. It's unfair. Yeah, and it, I think it's just you. harder to like measure the intersections, right? Because like yeah. Latin is like all Latin, but they're not mm-hmm. like tracking like Afro Latinos or mm-hmm. they're not tracking like Indigenous Latino. Like they're mm-hmm. not that's not being incorporated into the narrative yet, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, it just goes to show like we have to keep fighting because there's still so much work that needs to be done. Yes, yes. And like, even though you are breaking barriers, which is amazing, you as well need to take time to rest, right? You as well need time to heal (laughs) while you are researching because there's just so much that's thrown at you um and i'm actually reading or i'm listening to the audio rest is resistance the manifesto love it the manifesto yes it's it's my second time listening to it because the first time i was just i cried so much because of how much truth um was just like spoken out that Mm -hmm. all the emotions were rushing but And I just like really want to point that out for anyone who's listening and like doing the work, like we're all doing the work, but we also need to take time for ourselves and just rest because you, you won't make it like Mm -hmm. no one will make it. Mm -hmm. And we're always pushed to grind. And she even taught, right? Like we, like she talks about the grind culture and how like some of these um, messages that like you'll see in people's inboxes, like slay all day or like, I'll rest when I'm six feet under. You're like, wait, no, yeah, you, you don't have to yeah mm-hmm. you can do it now. So mm-hmm. even though we love breaking barriers, it's still very, very important to take time for us. Um, and it's very hard, very, very hard. But yes, that is important. But speaking, speaking on your book and the statistics that we were talking about, how important was it for you to write your books? in a little bit of Spanglish, Spanglish. a yeah. little bit of like bilingualness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, lo- I love it. Uh, very resonating. Even, I mean, right, even the podcast itself, the titles are in Spanglish. Uh, mm-hmm. We speak however we speak here. Um, 
which is in español igual en inglés. Like, it's very Spanglish here. So how important was it for you to write your books in that tone and in that language? It was non-negotiable. When, like, can we, when can I we repeat on... that one more time for the people who didn't hear it in the back the first time? <laughs> it was non-negotiable. Drop mic. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Like, when I shared it with my agent... Mm -hmm. she did fortunately love my agent shout out to Caitlin love you uh, she did not push back she loved it mm -hmm. and it was one of the things that we talked about that when we are submitting it to editors mm -hmm. I will not work with an editor I don't care what house they're from if they tell me to water it down mm. if they tell me to take it out if they tell me that is too much, I will find another editor. I don't care if it takes longer. Mm. It was. It's a part of my voice. It's how I talk. Mm -hmm. it's how I speak naturally, and it's how your comunidad speaks. It's yeah. how they get how they get their messages across to one another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a and book it's for my community. So how are we going to be? Thank you. <laughs> the math ain't math in y'all. <laughs> exactly. And especially because like, as I was writing it, when I literally like, as I was writing it, when I was reading it out loud, I was like, this is how it sounds. This is how it's yeah. supposed to sound. And if someone tells me to change it, they don't get it. Mm. And I don't, I don't want them to be a part of the process as messed up as it sounds because publishing yeah. is really challenging and it's really cutthroat but I need someone that's gonna like cheerlead my work and my agent did so did my editor Alex Alex I love you thank you so much I also love my editor Jessica Jessica Anderson is my editor for the Bronx is my home and for my mm -hmm. third book that's coming out um called Gloriana Presente a first day of school book oh um, yeah <laughs> There's a lot of layers in that one too. Like it's like immigration and first day of school and finding your voice. There's a lot of Spanglish in that one too. Oh, I'm um, here for it. So yeah, it was non-negotiable. I was like, I can't work with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. And was it hard? Was it hard to find people to work with since it was non-negotiable? I actually, I will say, I lucked out. Okay. Because my agent and I did a lot of research mm. and we were really mindful of who we submitted to. So we submitted specifically. Yeah, we were super intentional because publishing is full of a lot of rejection. Okay. So we didn't need to send it to an edit editor that we didn't think was going to get it. Yeah, I and mean, so not wasting your energy, right? Not wasting your time and not... not not getting those rejection letters that you knew you were going to get anyway since they don't understand the concept and then now you're in like a spiral of am i worthy am i good enough like look at look at you shout out to you shout out to you for not having yourself go through that mental spiral it didn't make sense i was like no! i have enough negativity in my life and so that we were we knew my editor, Jessica, would be a good editor because she specifically likes manuscripts that are like intersectional. Um, like Jessica's originally from Canada and in Canada, mm. they speak multiple languages growing up in school. And mm -hmm. so um, she loves books that do that, that have that like cross-cultural exchange. We mm -hmm. also knew that my editor, Alex, was going to be a good fit because mm -hmm. Alex loves um having like diverse representation like it's very specifically written in her manuscript wish list um okay. and she's half cuban so she's like i want more of that oh, right so right. that also helped she's half mm -hmm. cuban so she, she and she when she acquired it she was like oh my god this reminds me of cooking with my abuela right Aww. so it made sense and i'm so grateful to both of them i, I love, love you it. jessica i love you alex <laughs> <laughs> thank you you're the best editors ever <laughs> <laughs> love to hear it love to hear that um that you had such a great like support system and a great group but even with all the support and all the love there are always times in your lifetime that you are going to have bumps on the road 
hiccups, if you will. Yeah. And here at Making Leader Moves, we love to normalize being human. That's mm-hmm. just part of who we are. Yeah. And so if I can ask you, when was it time? And it can be whether it was through writing the books, the, that process, or mm-hmm. another time in your life where you did hit a bump on the road. Um, it was a difficult time, but you didn't let that deter you from your ultimate vision for yeah. yourself. Absolutely. Thank you. I love this question. Mm-hmm. Uh the struggle is real. I used to always say that and I still still say it. I still believe it. Yeah. For there were a lot of hiccups actually. Like as I've said before, publishing is really hard. It's really competitive. This mm-hmm. was a five-year journey, y'all. Wow. Like it was full and of thank a you lot. for being so real about that. Cause five that's year journey. It's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. It's a long time to have patience. It's a long time to have compassion. It's a long time to be vulnerable. Um, I do it for like 24 hours and I'm spent. So <laughs> look at look at you doing it for five years. It's a lot. From the time that you write the manuscript, then you have to, you know, hopefully you have a good critique group where like you're able to provide each other with honest feedback to make the manuscript better. You know, that's that's hard mm-hmm. having to do that. Um, then to the time that you're ready to query agents, mm. that's all, that was hard. That was full of a lot of rejection. Querying <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. to agents is so hard. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for my agent. But before I got Caitlin, I got a lot of no's. <laughs> and it was like, okay, where's my wine? <laughs> Like, I know I'm a children's book author, but I'm human. I need my wine. Um, and, and we're asking for the bottle, not the glass here. Yeah. La botella. Dame la botella entera. Pásame la botella. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, and then, you know, the process of, like, fortunately, I got really lucky with my editors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also been really hard. Like now that the book is like come about like, you know, the, the first book came out and my second book is going to come out. It's available mm-hmm. for pre-order. Um, it's It's been hard like promoting it too because yeah. that takes a lot of time and energy. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for my publisher that does like the bigger things like figuring out Amazon and figuring out Barnes and Nobles and, you know, working with libraries and stuff. But I've had to learn how to like, market i've had to learn about branding i've had to learn about like website development and all this stuff that i was not ready for i was like i want to write books i never said i wanted to be an entrepreneur girl that part (laughs) i was like i signed up to write books but i didn't sign up for this yeah shout out oh i didn't know it came with all this other stuff i just want to be here Yeah. yeah Yeah. yeah. So like shout out to Ashley, author of Hey Fine Training for writing her book, because it really helped me figure that part yeah. of the industry out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's just been hurdles every step of the way. There's been a lot of rejection every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, like whenever I get a rejection, whenever someone's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like, okay. I drink my bottle of wine and I think back to my why. Why am I doing this? I am doing this for seven-year-old Alyssa. And I'm doing this for the other black and brown Latinos that don't see their culture on the page. They didn't grow up seeing their face on the page. You know, one of my favorite authors, Jason Reynolds said, I write for all children but I write to black children. Right? Right? Awesome. So I write. I love it. Children. I do. I write for all children. I loved me some Harry Potter back in the day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, like I, so my book is for everyone. Everyone can read it, mm-hmm. but it's written to the little Alyssa's that didn't see their face and their culture and their food and their family and their history on the page. Mm. 
That's so much to intake because there's so much beauty in that sentence because that's all real and that's all true. And it's just amazing. It's amazing to not let yourself get torn down, especially with how long of a process it was, right? Like five years and just getting rejection after rejection um, along the way. And that, that shit hurts. Like if I have, if I've gotten way too many like rejections when it comes to like proposals and stuff, I'm going to be honest, like, I'll just take a day. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. done. Like, yeah. I'm going to take off Thursday. Like, I'm for sure going to take off Friday, possibly Thursday half day. <laughs> because it's just so much. And the fact yeah. that the fact that you know your why and have it so solidified that that's your ammo, your motivation to keep going is very – it's very empowering. And it's very honest because it should – it's a shit show out there. It's hard. And it's- it happens with every book. You think that mm-hmm. once you're, you know, it does get a little bit easier once you have a book under your belt. Okay. You know, but like I've had to go through rejections for all of my books. Oh my goodness. You know, yeah. like I have yeah. three books that are coming out, technically four with the Spanish, the full Spanish version of Platanos Are Love, mm-hmm. Los Platanos Son Amor. So two books this year, you know, two books next year. And more i can't share details that there are things happening um in the background (laughs) um but for every book that it's been that process and it has there has been rejection and there has been a lot of a lot there's just a lot i think one thing that's also particularly triggering is when you're in the wrong groups Mm. When I first started, some of the critique groups that I was in, yeah, I was the only person of color. I was the only Latina, and it sometimes they just didn't get it. Yeah, and Absolutely. I would like, you know, try to like not take it personal and be objective and be open to their feedback. And a lot of it was good, but not all of it was good because some of it was just like, oh, you just don't get it. Right? And that's and that's you like almost following your intuition, being like, I hear you, but I don't feel you. And that's cool for you, but that's not gonna work for me. And even that part alone is um in the beginning, it's really it's kind of a, it's a struggle, especially mm-hmm. when you're the only person in that room looking a specific mm-hmm. way. Yep. Um, because you you do you wanna be part of that community, right? You wanna yeah. be part of the uh, inclusion, but yet you feel excluded. And so there comes a point where you're like, as you said, like where you're like, okay, they just, they didn't get it. And that was cool for them, but like, I'm still do me. And that's very empowering because I feel like sometimes, and I I speak for myself because I've done this before where I'm like, oh, I want to be included or like, I want to be part of this. So let me modify or let me change and it's like girl you ain't even have you don't even want to be here now because <laughs> you can't be yourself so what the hell right, mm-hmm. right. yeah so and it's, it's especially hard at the beginning because you're like is it because I don't know what I'm doing or is it you know what I mean like because mm-hmm. like yeah. you just don't get it and it, it it's it's a little hard at f- yeah. first it's well it's still hard but especially at the beginning that that part is really hard well, like figuring out it's new waters you're navigating. Now you're like, all right, I'm a pro. Like, let's go. <laughs> if you like, if you don't get it, that shit's on you. Like, we, I'm moving. Are you hopping on the train or no? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically you, yeah, like becoming more empowered with being secure of, of what you are building yeah. for yourself, for your family, and for everyone else in your community. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And speaking on community, what or how did how do we find communities and resources for support if we ourselves want to become writers and publish our stories one day? That's my favorite question. I'm so ready. Ah! (laughs) I'm so ready. Okay, so shout out to Las Musas. Las Musas has a mentorship program Mm -hmm. in which they pair you with an author and Mm -hmm. you work on your manuscript together. I was a Musa 
I was an hermana. Well, we actually, we call it in Musa hermana. Like, tell me that's not oh the cutest. Musa hermana. So I was, a, I was an hermana and I was mentored by the prolific, award-winning author, Dana Barba Higuera. <laughs> Shout out to Dana. Oh. Like, it now has like 101 stickers because she's gotten the Pura Belpre and the Newberry, but I got it before it got all the awards. So that's oh why it doesn't goodness. have them here. I got first edition. Yeah. So yeah. Donna, <laughs> Donna Barba Higuera, it's like sci-fi, post-apocalyptic world, space, like all of my sci-fi fans. Please and thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, and then she also wrote a contemporary. Lupe Wong won't dance. And the main character mm -hmm. is Mexican and Chinese. So I just like love that intersectionality oh. between the two cultures. It's just, and it's funny. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Like, it's funny. It's just funny, y'all. Like, <laughs> a good laugh. It's, Lupe will got, have you on the floor. Um, so shout out to Las Musas. That's one. Mm -hmm. The other is... Um, we need diverse books. We need diverse books has a ton of resources. They host workshops and they also have a mentorship program and um, they do a ton of stuff. Um, to what really was it called again? We need diverse books. Okay. Um, they are amazing. And then another organization is actually the organization that I work for in addition to being an author. Um it's called The Word, A Storytelling Sanctuary. I'll put this in the notes. Yeah. Um, so The Word, basically like our whole mission is to create literary spaces that are inclusive and that uplift like marginalized communities. And they also have a mentorship program. But their mentorship oh. program is super cool because dun, 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 I'm like, drum <laughs> roll, please. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> unlike other mentorship programs that pair you with an editor, I mean, that pair you with an agent, with, with a writer. Sorry, I'm getting too excited. That pair mm -hmm. you with another author, which super, super helpful. Yes. The words mentorship program actually pairs you up with an editor that actually has the ability to potentially acquire your manuscript if they like it. That's not the end goal of mm -hmm. the mentorship. The goal of the mentorship is to get your manuscript as ready as possible for either the querying process to acquire an agent or the submission process to acquire an editor. But there have been some mentees mm -hmm. that have gotten their work acquired by an editor through the program. Mm -hmm. I actually got one of my editors through the program. And now I run the program. So okay. <laughs> love it. Love it. Calling all your fabulous cool. ancestors. Shout out to you. Only just running the program for all. Like, are you kidding me? No. Like, this is full circle, full circle, right? Like, I was a mentee. And I did it, and my editor acquired two of my books, one of them being The Bronx is My Home, mm -hmm. and then the third one being Gloriana Presente, first day of school book, and now I'm, like, running it. So, oh, exciting. So many full circle moments for you. <laughs> I am here for it. I need some of that juju because I'm ready to close some of my circles. In I got my you. Life. Sending Take it your it way. In, <laughs> I have to. I'm like, yo, this is amazing. Um, and thank you and so much. The other thing I will share, yeah. sorry, one more thing no, is please. support your independent bookstores. Okay. Support your independent Yes, bookstores. you just did an event. Support um, that's your, yes. So, um, like, obviously, like, the best way to support an author is to buy their book. And mm -hmm. however you buy their book is great, wonderful. But I am partial to encouraging people to buy our books from independent bookstores because they work really hard to like curate mm -hmm. books for our community. Shout out to mm -hmm. Cafe Con Libros, shout out to Duende District, shout out to Julia de Burgos, shout out to The Lit Bar. These are bookstores that are owned by us mm. that are making it a point to buy books that feature our experience and they are making space for our books on the shelf. Mm. 
Whereas mm. in other bookstores, we're an afterthought. Yes. With these independent bookstores, we're forefront of mind. We are the books that they are putting on their shelves. Mm. So support your indies. They're super important. Um, yeah, that's how I feel my community. Las Musas, the word. We need diverse books. And shout out to independent bookstores. Oh, love it. Love it. Um, and thank you for sharing those resources. I mean, those are very, very important, especially for people who have been dabbling with the idea or want to get started but have no clue as to where to even start. So appreciate you sharing those very, very insightful and like amazing programs. It's not just like, here are the resources. It's like, this is what these programs will do. If like, if you're in, and I'm pretty sure like they'll even talk to people if they're even thinking about it, right? Yeah, that's okay. what we do. You contact us on, you know, like if you contact Las Musas or We Need Diverse Books or any of them, um, I'm actually like on my website, I'm putting together a blog of like mm-hmm. a whole list of mentorship oh. programs. So Beautiful. find me on the interweb. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'll have a whole list for y'all. Oh, love um, and if you contact any of them, they usually have like like an info or a mentorship email. Mm-hmm. You can just ask them like, am I eligible? Do I qualify? Like any questions that you have. And that's literally what we're, we're supposed to do. We're supposed to field your questions and help you figure out what to do. I love it. Um, so those resources were obviously your community when it came to your author journey are there any other communities that you are part of that also and they don't have to help you with like the author part um but are there any other communities that help you feel empowered or help um i don't know how to wear this like maybe not give you the strength but give you but give you the space to be like okay this is what i'm thinking or this is what i'm feeling this is what i'm doing and how did you find your communities for yourself specifically That's super, super good question. Um, My community, a lot of it came from being in the wrong spaces. Like I often am the one that looks like me in spaces. Um, Mm I'm, you know, usually either the only Latina or the only black person or the only one Mm -hmm. that's both. And then I'm Mm -hmm. all of a sudden like supposed to be the poster child for all mm. things black and all things Latina. And I'm supposed to be like the spokesperson for the whole culture. And I'm just like, no, don't put me in that box, boo. No. <laughs> and so, you don't have the time. I mean, you re- like, it's not. You yeah, don't pay yeah. me? Hello. So much- yeah. No, I feel you. I um, it's called a consulting fee. Hello. Thank like, you. you know? We're um, not here to pick my brain, y'all. <laughs> not, 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 not. It's a fee. There's a charge. Well, and I'm happy to share resources for free, but like you have, we have to pour into each other. Right. And that's when I, that's how I found my community. It were, yeah. there were people that were interested in learning new things and challenging themselves. And so I would be in spaces and I would, I, I'd find like the other nerd that's like talking <laughs> about like stuff. I also do gravitate double fire sign here so I do gravitate to people that are angry because I I do think sometimes that people that are angry are like very motivated to change things so like the person who I'm like hola quieres ser amigas let's talk about how effed up things are (laughs) (laughs) so we bond over the right rage and bonding then- i love it rage <laughs> bonding like that's your thing that's yeah, your thing <laughs> y'all this is a rage bonder so if y'all have rage feel free <laughs> find me up find me on the socials and um yeah no we can be like mad about the state of banning books we can be mad mm-hmm. about like the war on women's bodies we could be mad about you know like the inequalities that trans individuals face on a daily yeah. basis. You know what I mean? I was a political science major for the record. So it makes sense, right? Like yeah. rage, 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 rage. It's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we like, but I'm also very like hopeful, bubbly, optimistic person. So it's like, we would be angry about things and then we'd be like, okay, so what are we going to do about it? Right. And yeah. then, so yeah, I find the person that's screaming in the room and then we bond over that. And then we're like, okay, so what are we going to do about this? Cause this ain't it. <laughs> I love you know it. yeah <laughs> no that's great and it's very you so like if anyone else who is listening is also a rager um 
please feel free to take Alyssa's advice and just like go up to those other people or like if you see someone as a rager like there you go here we go we're all gonna be <laughs> um, besties after this like got fed talking about rage and solutions together I love that and rage and solutions Ooh. rage and solutions yeah <laughs> Um, Alyssa, I don't know how to thank you enough for your time and for sharing your expertise, sharing your resources here con la comunidad at Making Leader Moves. It means so much to us um, for, yeah, just providing us all of this wisdom, knowledge, gem, like you gem dropped so much. And we just really appreciate you being here for the Latina community and the Latinas here who want, who have been thinking about becoming authors and who want to be authors. Um, I obviously, right. You have a few things that are already scheduled to come out. You already have some things down the pipeline, but as you said, there are some things behind closed curtains and I am pretty sure our followers would want to know more about you and how to keep up with you. So how do we do that? What's the best way to keep in contact with you? Yeah, thank you. So the best yes. way to follow me is on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the platforms that I'm most active on. Mm -hmm. So find me there at A. Reynoso Morris. So mm -hmm. A-R-E-Y-N-O-S-O-M-O-R-R-I-S. Um, <laughs> and actually the best way to contact me, yeah. um, is through my website. So if you go on my website, which is www.alissaauthor, A-L-Y-S-S-A, author, A-U-T-H-O-R.com, no punctuation or anything in between, alissaauthor.com, alissaauthor.com. Um, mm -hmm. Go on the contact page, and if you have questions, you can you get shuffled right into my inbox. Um, I also have like a FAQ resource page on my website, so try to like peruse that if you have any questions about publishing and stuff before you like if there's any questions that you have because I'm always sharing information on like my FAQs and my blog about publishing and the journey and how awesome and traumatizing it is at the same time <laughs> i mean all of it right you gotta talk about the good and the bad i'm and yeah. the ugly good yeah. the bad the ugly all of it if you want that it's there um and then obviously the best way to like support your fellow authors is to either order their books um ideally at your independent bookstore if you can't order their books request them at the library Ooh. that's super important i can't buy all the books that I want I would be in like severe debt if I did like look at my bookshelf like I buy <laughs> as many as I can but I can't buy all of the books that I want so Absolutely. for the books that I can't buy I request them at the library and mm -hmm. then I borrow them from the library that does count as a book sale for the author and oh. every time yeah it helps and every time you borrow the book that's what keeps those books in circulation so oh. request their their book at the library like I know it's hard to buy all the books so yeah I don't like send it when people can't but request it from your local library um I didn't even know that was like a, a thing, thing, which is great yeah. to know. Do you by any chance know off the top of your head if that if it works the same with audiobooks? No, no, oh. I was gonna say for audiobooks. Yeah, you it does. So all you need is your library card. Oh and yeah, no, because like I I have uh, that's how I, I'm listening to Rest is Resistance um, mm -hmm. as an audiobook. So I'm my question is like you know how you were saying it helps with the circulation and yeah. like it helps us for sales as far as having the physical does it work the same for audiobooks as well it does I don't okay. know exactly what the percentages are and okay. how that yeah. works and it's mm -hmm. it varies per contract per genre there's a lot of like factors mm -hmm. but yes it does help authors oh, okay. when you borrow their library their audiobook from the library and when you request their book to be acquired by their library whether it's the hard copy or the you know audiobook copy Okay, yeah. right on. Um, <laughs> I love no, I love it. I actually started um, like when I when when I'm not doing the podcast or like have to show up for meetings, I started going to the library because I needed a change of scenery, um, a change of pace. Yeah. I mean, you live on the East Coast, you know how winter is. I do, and you're like, I feel trapped. 
yeah. So mm -hmm. I actually started going to the library and um, I also am starting to get really hyped about this. So I'm like planning my summers with my bike, visiting Ooh. other libraries. I have a whole, y'all like, yeah. let me, I mean, obviously nerd alert, uh, which is cool. Again, I'm living my best senora era. And so I'm so excited for the spring to come because I have a bike. I am like, Tires I are ready. This. I love <laughs> them. Like I already have my routes for the different libraries I want to hit up. I love this. You need to keep us posted on this. You need to keep me posted on this because I, 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 I love this. You know what? When that time comes, like I definitely will be documenting the days of like, yeah. here's my bike ride, here's my bike. Your route. Here are my snacks. Because um, yeah. that's what I do. Like I take my snacks. I take two two big canteens of water mm -hmm. uh i mean a whole day event now and you get so yeah. done girl like that's another thing i yeah. literally had texted um a girlfriend paulette and i was like i got like a whole month's worth of work done in three and a half hours mm -hmm. make it make sense mm -hmm. like it was great um mm -hmm. so shout out to libraries love the library love the shout library. out actually, shout out to the new york public library love y'all Mm -hmm. because they bought 35 copies of my book that are available at 35 different branches in New York. So shout out to the New York Public Library. I love you. The other thing that they did that's dope, even if you don't live in New York, you can okay. still get a New York Public Library card. They well, started doing that. Yes. They started doing that because these racist people were banning books. These anti-LGBTQ people are banning books so they want to make sure that whether you live in florida where they're banning books like crazy or if you live in texas where they're banning books like crazy sorry i was a political science major so everything is political don't apologize girl. we ain't apologizing <laughs> here no time no time no you can still borrow books with a new york public library card so I don't know of all of the logistics around it and how, it, right, how right, exactly right. it works, but I have my New York Public Library card. I live in Philly now, um, and I still use my New York Public Library card. So. Um, well, guess who's going to go get a New York Library card now? Yes, girl. Because I, I mean, I just need it. Like now yeah. I have FOMO for not having this amazing resource and tool. So, um, and Ashley's always making fun of me. She's like, girl, like, you be on FOMO all the time. I'm like, I know, but for the right thing. Like, this is a FOMO moment <laughs> This for is me. a FOMO moment. No, this I for sure agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, guess who's going to, I know what I'm doing after this um, podcast. I have like 15 minutes to spare. So I might be yeah. putting in my application at that time. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. And but... after. We can, we can do a little dance together after. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm here for it. Again, like, thank you for sharing the resources. Um, we're going to call it the Library Chronicles. <laughs> the Library Chronicle, girl, like a whole set of it. Y'all, if, you, if, if you're still on with us, I just, I've just declared it. I'm going to do a Library Chronicles. Moment. I love this. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm your target demographic here. There, my, there you go. Starbucks ain't got shit on the uh, on the libraries and like all the resources that I find there, and yeah. for real. So um, and they have a lot of resources for entrepreneurs. Like they have, you know, like a lot of resources when it comes to grants and yes. like writing business plans and things like that. Like I'm the library lit, y'all. Like like they have events. They have yeah. a, so like this is what's happening at my library next Monday. I have a date at the library, and I already know my schedule because they are uh, they have this event for adults, and we're creating our own crystal bookmarks. Ooh! And I was like, okay, what time is that from? From two to three fifteen. Bet I'm gonna be there yeah. at eleven, so I can get all as much work done as I can before two. And then I will be creating my own <laughs> crystal bookmark. I like, love these that. Are the things I get excited about now, y'all. Like that would excite me it. too, for it's sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like if the Philadelphia Public Library is listening in on this, they do this like really cool like cooking series, especially yes. during the summer on their rooftop. Y'all, we need to do a Platanos or Love event where I read the book. 
Y'all have me on your rooftop and then we cook some platanos, okay? If anyone is listening from the Philadelphia area, go bother the Philadelphia Public Library and tell them you want to see me there, okay? So I'm thinking, um, I'm looking down because I'm already thinking on how I'm going to get to Philly in the summer. Um, like, just for everyone who's listening, me and Alyssa have never met in person. No. Um, it's probably like the fourth time I've ever seen you, but it doesn't even feel like it. And so I'm already trying to figure out if you can get happen, here, how it's going to happen. With me. Love it. Absolutely, yeah. I will. It's not uh, fancy. I got an air mattress that has your name on it, though. No, listen, listen. <laughs> the FOMO for this event that we don't even like, it's not even locked in, but I know I'm going to go to it again is real. Too many FOMO moments with Alyssa, y'all. <laughs> and I know, like, you're also like into art. And yes, Philadelphia is actually the city in like with the most murals than any city uh, in the whole country. So oh we can God. go on a mural arts tour. They do have a great food scene, but it's more affordable than New York City. I will be your whole tour guide, girl. So the Are you Air Chronicles of Philly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then we're gonna yeah, and then we're gonna have like the main the main event that it's all gonna lead up to is the library. Platanos with Love Cookout. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's yeah. it. It's been thrown out love there. We're manifesting it. We're going to figure out how it's going to happen. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. We'll figure yes. it out. Um, <laughs> Alyssa, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your knowledge. Thank you for letting us know how we can keep up with you. Um, again, I am so excited to see you this summer. The FOMO is like, you know how you have rage? I have FOMO. So I'm like, let's do it. We're going to make it happen. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. And we're manifesting that shit. We're putting it out there in the universe. We are meeting each other this summer. Um, for all of those who have joined, thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to receive the gems of knowledge that were dropped on today's episode. Please don't forget to leave us a review. Cinco estrellitas, por favor. And join the online community, Making Leader Moves, on Facebook as well as Instagram. If you do have a question, please feel free to reach out to us at makingleadermoves at gmail.com. Again, gracias once again, and I will catch you on the next episodio. Abrazos, besos, y cariño familia. Ciao!